Mike, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Certainly very, very sad times in South Africa. Give me a sense from an economist's perspective on what we are facing here and the loss that will follow in terms of the broader impact on the economy. Well, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to start building up what the losses are going to be. And you know, if you look at the N3 corridor um, the, the, for, between Gauteng and, and Durban, it has 6,000 trucks a day. And that's a huge amount of trucks and goods moving there every day. And uh, it's basically the third day that it will be closed. Um, so that shows you the damage to the economy. That's similar to, I, I don't know if it's a level four or stage four, or stage six sort of electricity outage for the economy. Um, but on top of that, everything this morning, uh, we got word from a force majeure from Transnet Rail. Um, so freight rail has stopped all its uh, operations between Richards Bay and our coal fields. We've already got problems uh, with convincing suppliers of or, or users of South African coal. And then they also called force majeure between um, basically Johannesburg or Gauteng and, and Durban routes as well. So we're seeing a lot of this and then... Um, uh, all, all of that uh, just adds to the transport part, which cuts Gauteng off. And now we run huge risks in Gauteng as if our you know, manufacturing can continue because you're bringing in motor car parts. Then you're thinking of food supplies, you know. Then we hear that there's around 200 shopping malls uh, that have been looted and or burned to the ground. We don't know how many have been burnt and so on, but we can just think, you know, for every square meter of shopping mall, you're now probably talking 10, 15,000 rand that you have to sign, and that's excluding the goods. So we're looking at billions upon billions of rand. Um, we don't even go into the consumer and business confidence here. Um, it's very, very damaging to the economy, and that comes at a particularly bad time when we've got a level four lockdown. Um, it's very difficult. Uh, to, uh, for businesses to run normally. Uh, many businesses have to uh, spend extra time and money getting their staff to work so that they uh, don't uh, increase the chances of getting COVID. So this has really uh, come at the wrong time. And now we're hearing of fuel suppliers not being able to reach the, um, you know, the, the retail garages. So the distribution of fuel is coming under stress. Um, it's huge. It's, it's impossible to work out in such a short time period what the losses are going to be, but I, I don't see GDP growth in this quarter anymore. Scenarios from here, I mean, if, if we can't abate the situation, are we on the brink? Certainly, I think if it continues for another few days, if you have one day of writing and, and, and it's not too much burning and so on, you can probably make up quite a bit. It's like a, a one-day strike. But we all know when you get to a strike level where it's been for a week or so, it starts damaging that industry. Two or three weeks later, depending which industry and so on, it starts damaging the economy, as we saw with the platinum strikes. That had a big impact on us. Uh, we're now at this stage exactly uh, at an inflection point where I, I don't know how bad this is going to be, but I do also know that uh, it's going to have long-term repercussions. 
And I don't want to sound fatalistic or anything. I think a lot of things can be made up, but it's going to take a long time for that investor confidence and fixed investment to come back. It's going to take a long time um, for the economy to recover from this. This is because of the other damage also done with lockdowns and the like. And if we talk about inequality, yes, we have inequality. We have the, one of the highest unemployment rates in the world. Over the last 25 years, we've probably averaged the highest unemployment rate in the world. Um, and that's standard unemployment. So that's at about 26% average for 25 years. Um, you, you, you cannot, um, you know, carry on like this. So we need a radical shift in thinking. And I just don't know if the politicians are in our country are able to do that. Uh, one, because they're constrained by their own political parties. And two, more importantly, there are radical elements in our uh, political sphere that are not um, doing uh, uh, the, the country any favors and are actually fanning these flames in some cases and giving justification to people. And that is going to have an even worse inequality and poverty outcome. And I don't know uh, exactly what will happen, but I can tell you one thing, it's not going to be easy from here. And South Africa and growth is going to be constrained for years to come, not just because of electricity shortages, but because that this is a big confidence knock. So Mike, obviously we, we are living this, it's fluid. I think um, we won't speculate further at this juncture but definitely we will touch base with you as it continues to unfold and, and get your sense as we know um, the reality of, of what is happening on the ground. But thank you so much for weighing in this morning with your thoughts at uh, this part of, of our story and uh, look forward to speaking to you again. Mike Schussler joining us here on the Nielsen Network.